What's up, everybody? Welcome back to How to Be a Boss, the podcast. I am Robert Carden Jr. I'm Chrissy Brinson. And I'm Seth Sheely. So listen, before we get into today's episode, we just want to let you guys know about something new that we're doing over here at How to Be a Boss. It's podcast at aat.team. Feel free to email us. We want to hear from you guys, whether it be your business questions, life advice you may need, or you just want to let us know what you think about the show. We want to hear from you guys, and we are going to respond to you on future episodes. So again, it's podcast at aat.team. We want to hear from you guys. And on this episode of How to Be a Boss, we're talking about how to let them go. Mm. You know, sometimes in business and in life, things just don't work out. And it's important to know how and when to let things or people go. And that's what we're going to help y'all with today. So, Chrissy, getting us started, you know, letting people go can be a difficult thing to do sometimes. And how do you prepare yourself for letting someone go? So I think that it's very important to be clear on the reason why you're letting them go and not be emotional about it, but be strictly logical. So I like to always make like a pro con list. If they are not helping move us forward with the goal or the mission, then they're in the way. So at that point, I like to figure out, are they being detrimental to the mission? So are they moving us backwards or are they just like pumping the brakes? So if somebody's just pumping the brakes uh, before just saying, hey, you're, you're gone, mm-hmm. I like to make sure that we've done everything that we can to get them on board. So, you know, having one-on-one meetings or just being clear about, hey, this is what's expected. This is what you're doing and this is what we need to do to move forward. Um, if I've already done that and and we're just not on the same page, then at that point, I just have the meeting and say, hey, listen, this is what's going on. Um, you know, I wish you the best luck in the future, but this is not working out. I know those meetings kind of have to be like really uncomfortable, though. Super uncomfortable. Like, yes. How do you prepare mentally for those conversations? Um, I don't. I don't, because the more that you think about it, you start overthinking. And I feel like if I overthink something, then I'm going to second guess my initial decision. And to begin with, that was something that I'm like, oh, they need one more chance or whatever. But, as you know, I've been doing this for a while and I've I've come to realize that every time I've done that in the past, I have to let them go anyway in the future. So it just prolongs the problem. And, you know, at that point, mentally, I'm like, hey, this is my future or, you know, I'm giving up control to them. And and I don't ever want to do that in business. Oh, for the record, if y'all hear me like rustling around, I'm sitting in a chair that's kind of making a little bit of noise. So just ignore it or I'm adjusting headphones. So there's a (laughs) lot of background noise going on. But at what point, like, are there moments where you do believe in like showing someone grace like, hey, You know, you messed up, but I can see that there's still, you know, greater in you. Like, what are those moments like? If the pros always outweigh the cons, then we just keep working because I feel like, you know, nobody is ever going to be just like the perfect employee or, you know, nobody's going to be as excited about the mission or the goal as I am. So I take that into consideration first and foremost. I would never expect somebody to just show up every day, you know, in the same frame of mind that I would where, you know, I'm I'm striving for perfection, if you will. Um, So 
when the cons start to outweigh the pros, like for instance, on our sales team, um, obviously profit is a big pro. Um, but if the cons start outweighing that profit, then then they have to go. They're they're stopping other people from being profitable. They're hindering the company as a whole from being profitable. So um, you know, as long as the pros outweigh the cons, then we keep. We keep going, you know, in the right direction. But once they start pumping the brakes or going backwards for an extended period of time, I, it, it doesn't help anybody, including them. So you said, you know, you let people go in. They're kind of pumping the brakes, you know, kind of stopping production. When are some other times that you know it's time to let someone go? So for me, pumping the brakes or going backwards, that doesn't just mean like production for the company. That could mean getting in the way of the vibe of the company. That could mean like creating a wedge in between other employees, um, maybe showing up late every single day, always. Robert, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm for the sales team, that one's important. Like, you're there when you need to be there. Uh, I don't even consider you late at this point. Like, you start work at 845. You're 10 minutes early every day. Um, we both start work at 845. Seth just shows up at 845. An hour early. Um, hey, man. Yeah, but, like, if they're just, like, doing things that hinder the flow of business. So anything where I have to constantly stop and say, okay, we're doing this again, or like, what's up? If I'm having consistent meetings with somebody about the same topic, that shows me they don't care about moving forward. They're stuck. And if they can't get past that, then they got to get out of the way. And see, now that you've called me out, I have to fix it. I have to start being <laughs> early now. You I was know. listening to you, but the whole time I'm like, oh, yeah. she keeps record every yeah. time. I, I, you, I, no, I, I was like, joking. I thought yeah. that you were like making eye contact. And I'm like, oh, Robert thinks I hit him. You, you can, you can, oh, I was you, listening to you. You can carpool with me. I'll get you here early. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll get you here mm -hmm. early. Seth wakes up at like 630 in the morning. and He doesn't have to be at work until eight o'clock. The early bird gets the worm. Exactly. I ain't that early, though. I'll get up after seven. You're this morning to, I did. So you're not trying to get the worm. This morning I did legit oversleep. But <laughs> okay. Oh, you just made me lose my, my um, question. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, I remember now. Has there ever been like an awkward situation whenever you had to like let someone go? Like I imagine like sometimes when, you know, bosses have to let people go, that's when folks show like their true colors and they yes. like do crazy things. One hundred percent. Have you ever had that? Yes. Yes. So like the the thing for me, I can handle most situations uh, when it comes to firing somebody it, until they start getting emotional. That is so awkward for me <laughs> because I'm I, I make it a point to separate out my personal feelings and personal life from business. Like this is strictly a business decision for me. Mm -hmm. And when they start like I know it's life changing for them. But if I don't, I, I guess I also just don't say, OK, you're done. All of a sudden, like, it's, it's, you saw this coming. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you knew long before we had this meeting that this was where we were headed. So, like, when they start getting emotional in that moment, for me, first off, I, I think it's so fake in that moment. Because if you were that wrapped up in what was happening mm -hmm. here, you would have got on board with what we were trying to do. True. So, like, that just whole trying to pull at my heartstrings, that's the opposite <laughs> of what needs to be done in that moment because it doesn't work. Um, I've also had people get really angry and 
for me, that one is is kind of comical because I just don't put up with that. Like, control your emotions, friend. So I did have one time um, I let somebody go because, I mean, it was just like leading up to that moment. They just had a bad attitude. They just were not where they needed to be at, um, you know, in relation to where we were going at the time. So I let them go. And... It was raining that day. I remember it just as clear as day. So it's flooding rain outside. She had to walk across the parking lot to um, her car. And it wasn't even that far, but it was so dramatic. Like we had this big window at our office at the time where we could kind of see everything going on in the parking lot. And I guess maybe she left something behind, but she was just so angry at the moment. Like she turned around kicked off her flip-flops across the parking lot because it's storm and rain and obviously she's like slipping and stuff and goes to like charging back towards the door. I just locked it. And she's like beating on the door, like, let me in. I'm like, no, like you need to calm down before you enter this premises again. Like I ended up having to call the police to like escort her in to get whatever it was she had left behind. But it was just so dramatic. And like, it doesn't have to be that way. If you are being let go from a company and there wasn't any like personal craziness going on with like owners or managers prior to that, like you have to realize this is strictly for the benefit of the company and essentially you too, because if you're not working out with what's happening at that company, you're going to be miserable in that job. It's not, you're constantly going to have this battle. So um, that's not to say that there aren't other businesses where management or owners are, you know, having this personal thing happening. Cause I know that that's the case. I know that there are companies where there's just toxic leadership. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, you should fire yourself, honestly, because you don't <laughs> want to work for a company like that. Like that you can't move forward easily. So I think as an employee, you also have to make that decision. Hey, is this company benefiting me? Are we moving forward or are we staying still or are they holding me back? And if that's the case, I think that you should fire the other way around as well. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think it's important that we know when it's time to leave a certain yeah. position or a certain job. When it starts to affect like your mental health. Yes. And you wake up every morning, like literally willing to do anything else yes. besides go to work. I think it's time to go. For sure. And For sure. also. Like I have somewhat of experience with this because I had a job that I had to walk away from because I literally, I almost had the moment that that worker had. Okay. And you were thinking like kicking shoes off. No. Well, <laughs> what I was going to do was I'm trying to say it without putting too much info out there. Right. But, uh, in the place that I worked, they had this like huge, like old fashioned gumball machine, okay. a glass one. Mm. And the my boss, mind you, I was literally like one of the only employees there. Mm -hmm. My boss low key tried to accuse me of stealing time. Mm. Okay. And me and him have already had already had issues because I low key believe that man was bipolar. Yeah. Because some days you come in, he's like on top of the world. Everything's cool. The next hour, like the world is ending and he's like cursing people out. Yeah. And uh, toxic. Yeah. One day he low key tried to accuse me of stealing time and yelled at me, too. Mm. That's another big issue. Do not yell at me. Yeah. Be I was ready to walk out. And on my way out, I was going to knock over that gumball machine. 
But I didn't do it. Good for you. I didn't do it. What I did was I resigned. (laughs) No. No, I didn't cause any physical damage. (laughs) What I did was that night, like, I knew that it was time for me to go. Mm -hmm. I just put it out there. It was at a radio station. Okay. I was running my own show. And also at the same time, I was managing two different stations. Yeah. And um, one day... On Sundays, they had like pre-recorded services and stuff that that would that would play. And once those ended, I had to go and put it back to the regular scheduled stuff. Mm-hmm. And one day the manager came in. Mind you, I'm going back and forth between two stations. Right. One of the stations ended earlier than it normally does. Mm-hmm. And so I walked in there to change it and the manager had already did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, they ended their service or whatever early. He turned around and started yelling and cursing at me. And I was like, oh, no, mm-hmm. this is about to be the side of Robert that doesn't come out. Right. Often. <laughs> so that night I, I went home, calmed down first. I wrote my letter of resignation in the letter of resignation, and I don't know if this was a good thing to do or not, but I literally laid out every single thought I had about that man, mm-hmm. every single thing that happened. And I sent one, I gave one copy to them and I sent one copy to the owner of the entire like broadcasting company. Okay. And it was dramatic because I so went there. Dramatic, no, it was even more dramatic because I went there at like 11 o'clock at night and it was storming. And okay. I had it in an envelope. I put the office key in there and I taped it to the front door. And it was very dramatic. But I'm glad that I did it because yeah. it also taught me not to let people like walk over me because that was something that I did do. That wasn't the first time yeah. he yelled So the me. biggest thing I just got from that story, right? There was a gumball machine at a radio station. Like, guests just casually walk into the radio station. Why is there a gumball machine there? Just for, like, the aesthetic purposes okay. of the office. Yeah. I was just wondering. Okay. It was like old gum in there. Good, they weren't eating it. That's a good example of, like, staying somewhere too long. Mm-hmm. Because if you get that heated, um, and you're not that type of person. So, I believe, I know you pretty well at this point. I know that that's not, you know, something that you would just wake up <laughs> on a Tuesday and do. No. Um, <laughs> please bear in mind moving forward that the example I had, she she literally would wake up on a Tuesday like that. So, you know, that was just a bad hire on my part. But um, I feel like if you are not that type of person and you go to a job and it literally makes you act like somebody that you're not, it's time to go. Oh, it's yeah. been time to go. Like you, you can't let yourself get to that because really life's too short. And if we have to work, we might as well enjoy it mm-hmm. and do something that, you know, is pushing us towards our personal goals or, you know, where we would like to be in the future. So if it's not aligning with that and it's it's making you stay still or making you go backwards. Uh, definitely time to time to let the company go as well. Yeah. Let the company go and let people go, because sometimes when someone is no longer benefiting your life. Yes it's time to subtract them from it. Like I don't want anybody in my life or in my circle that's not adding to me and I'm not, you know, adding to them. Like I need it to be a beneficial type deal. Yes. But um, has there ever been a moment where you let someone go and you were like, "Uh, this might've been a mistake? Never. Not once ever. So every single time, and I've let people go at work. I've let people go in my personal life and literally just like, Walk away. Um, not once have I ever said, 
oh, my life is worse now that they're not here. So I think that even if you do let somebody go who you're kind of on the fence about, or maybe, you know, you could have worked something out with them, um, you make it work on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. And every time I've let somebody go in business, and there's been some very tough ones, um, but every single time, production's gone up afterwards. Um, Even like for the sales team, a top performer, that one's tough. Mm -hmm. So if it's somebody who is like, you know, doing well, or maybe even top of the board at the time. Um, it, it's hard to, to put your blinders on and not take that into consideration. But um, every time that I've had to make that decision, when I look back, I should have done it sooner. Mm-hmm. It was something that I, I should have done long before I actually let them go and cut ties with them. So I definitely feel like if it's even a thought, if it's like, hey, this person is not adding to my life or adding to my business or adding to my family, um, I think it, you just you have to just let it go and figure it out on the other side. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a moment where, well, you kind of talked about it a little bit, but can you elaborate a little bit more in a moment where maybe like you knew you needed to let this person go, but you were like, ah, yes. I'm just going to hold on to them just a little bit. Give them one more chance. Yes, 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 yes. One more chance, one more chance, one more chance. Um, Yeah. So we've had, you know, somebody who was like a senior account manager um, who really was like a toxic person, not just employee, but person overall. Um, and this is not just one time. This is this has been several times in the past where, you know, they're just they get to the top of the board because they're they're good producers and they they forget what the vibe is. They forget, you know, what the culture is around the company. Mm-hmm. And it, it becomes, you know, a, a solo show, if you will, you know, where they think that they're the ones that hold all the cards and and this is a team effort you know nobody no business can work with just one person for an extended amount of time because you get burnt out Mm -hmm. and you know you need that team to be able to depend on so um when that starts happening um if you've never been through that situation before it's very very hard to say okay that's it like this is the this is the final straw this is not the way that it can be it's hard to put your foot down because you're taking the money into consideration Mm -hmm. um and that might be the case like it may be a manager in a company where you're like okay this person is toxic and i keep having these recurring issues but how am i going to train another manager how am i going to get somebody else into this position um it's crazy what people do when something gets out of their way. So like employees, they step up automatically. Like if they have an issue with somebody, if you have an issue with somebody in the company as a leader, other people do too. Mm -hmm. Like their coworkers are having that same issue. And those employees are relying on you as the leadership, as the owner or, you know, the manager, whatever the case may be to do something about it. So when you do it, they're like, okay, like they got my back. Now I'm going to step up and do what I need to do to make this work. So every time that I've ever cut ties with somebody that was hard for me to cut ties with, everybody on our team has just showed out afterwards. So I think that that, you know, removing that roadblock, removing that obstacle is super important. No matter who or what it is, you got to get it out of the way. So has there ever been a moment where you knew 
um, that it was time for you to walk away from a position or a job. I know for me, like my uh, indicator that it's time for me to, to leave, I stopped caring about it. Mm-hmm. Like I stop outside of like being five or 10 minutes late or something like I legit <laughs> do not put in any yes. effort to do what I'm hired to do. It's like I'm there. If the job gets done, great. If it doesn't, I don't care. Yes. So for me, I, as I've said in the past, like this is all I know. All right. This is it. Um, I have worked for other companies in our industry and um when I decided to leave those places, it was something where their culture was holding me back. Like I, I felt like there was more somewhere else that I was not getting in that place. Um, now, in as a business owner, there has also been times where a position that I'm holding at the moment doesn't work for me anymore. And that's never a good thing. Um, so when you are in charge of a business, it's your job to either do the work or delegate. So when I find that I'm having trouble putting my all into something that I'm supposed to be doing and I'll just start like putting it to the side or just not caring about it whatsoever, even though it's important to making, you know, the machine work, I have to hire somebody for it. So I, I fire myself from that position. <laughs> And then we move on. So, yeah, when you stop caring about something, you got to do something else mm-hmm. or find that fire again. You know, maybe it's maybe it's something personal that's getting in your way. So. So are there like any steps you would take before walking away from it? Like, you know, kind of reevaluating it? Yeah. Pro con lists again for yourself. Um, and then also. So if you're an employee and you're having an issue with the business, make sure that you've done everything that you can to get what you need from that company before moving on. Because sometimes there's like a lack of communication that's happening and there it could be an easy fix from a management's perspective that you're not even bringing up, hey, this is an obstacle for me. So um, just making sure that you've clearly communicated what you need for to the appropriate parties. Um, and then, you know, if nothing changes or if you see that it's not a priority for anybody else, but it is for you, definitely start looking elsewhere, but never burn the bridge. That's a good one. Never burn the bridge. Um, I think it's very important that when you leave a company or when you are, you know, ending employment with an employee. So if you're the one doing the letting go, I think it's extremely important to be completely rational and, you know, kicking off the flip flops in the middle of the parking lot. Obviously, I'm never going to hire you back because you just showed out when it wasn't working. Um, and you never know when you're going to need somebody again. Mm-hmm. So there's been situations where there are people who have worked for me in the past and I would never even consider hiring them back again. Never. But they've come to me like, hey, I, I've, I've done all these things with my life over the last few years and I want to get back in the game. Like I don't even stu- I don't even respond because the bridge is burnt. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you always leave on good terms. Um, and if you've communicated what it is that you need, it's really easy for you to say like when you do resign, Hey, listen, this is why I'm resigning. This is why I'm, I'm moving on to something else. I appreciate everything that you've done for me. 
um, I, yeah, I wish you the best in the future. <laughs> I, I'm moving on. So um, that's super important too. So are there like any examples you'd be willing to give where you, instead of like letting someone go, you walk away from something? Mm. I'm confused by your question. <laughs> you know, because, you know, you asked her, well, I forgot. Elaborate. So, you know, like, you said, is there something that you, like, start not liking to do or that you feel like is hindering you? you? You'll either walk away from it by, like, putting it out, like, hiring someone else to do it for you mm-hmm. or, you know, just kind of firing yourself out from it all together, you know? Yeah. So it doesn't have to be specifically that, but, like, what are some instances that you've, like, you know, just chosen to walk away from something? Reception. Hate it. I don't like talking to people. <laughs> people come in this office, like, it literally says no solicitors on the door. And I feel like weekly somebody walks right past <laughs> that door and is here to sell something. I don't like that. I don't like people, like calling me with random stuff all day. (laughs) Um, So once I found that that was something that literally, it got me so heated that it would just stop me and what I'm trying to do for 10 minutes because I would would handle the situation and then I'd be thinking about it. So like when that started happening, when it started being detrimental to me moving forward during the day, I'm like, we just need a gatekeeper. We just need a gatekeeper. Sales was another one. Like, I love, 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 love being on the sales floor. I love their job. Like, I love being in the action. Like, that's literally why this whole place even got started. Uh, But when it came to, like, expanding the sales team, I could only be back there for so long because there's so many other things that have to be done in a business. I couldn't handle everything my my clients were starting to you know see the the not the benefits but they started seeing like where i was kind of letting my my sales stuff go follow-up was slipping and then you know stuff in the office like admin stuff was slipping too and when i started having that battle i'm just like hey i got to i gotta pick it or choose i can't do it all so um you know, choosing to manage the sales floor at that point instead of be on the sales floor that was a struggle for me, man. It, it really was. I hated that. But, you know, looking back, that was the best thing because once I got out of the way, the, everybody stepped up and started producing even more. So, how long has it been since you've been on the sales floor? Um, hmm. 2020. So, I, I did not work on the sales floor for several years. And then we had somebody go on maternity leave who was um, kind of a vital part of the sales team at the time, or so we thought. So when they, you know, left, I kind of stepped in and was like, hey, I'll just, you know, hold down the fort. And that led to me, like, falling in love with sales again. And, and you know, I had to be pried away at that point. <laughs> like, she came back. And even after that, I stayed back there for a while. Um, but, yeah, the end of 2020 was um, – beginning of 21 somewhere up in there i just came to grips with the fact that that's not where i need to be anymore i'm so, interested in like seeing you on the sales floor for some reason like i <laughs> i feel like you can do it but i just can't picture you like it. back there with everybody else yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so robert other than the one position you walked away from have you ever walked away from like well i guess you talked about it in past episodes what are some other instances you walked away from you know 
stuff that was hindering you, whether it be, you know, jobs or in your personal life? I have, <laughs> I have walked away from a few positions and I'm just now recently open to admitting that I got fired from one, but it wasn't mm. necessarily my fault. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, talk about here's that. what had happened. One of the ones I walked away from, of course, you know, I walked away from the radio station. I I know you said don't burn bridges. I gladly burned that yeah, bridge. Yeah. I lit that joker up. <laughs> yeah. And made sure well, that there was that's the way it needs to go. Yeah, I made sure that there was nothing but ashes left. <laughs> right. Because I I I'll go homeless before I go back yeah. <laughs> over there. Well sometimes that's Dang. the way it does need to be. Like if you if you know that you never need to go back there. Yeah. And that even applies to a person. Like if you if you want to make sure that that person has never an option again, mm-hmm. burn the bridge. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Um, but yeah, that, that, don't get me wrong. I still like the job itself. It's just I, I wouldn't go back. I've forgiven everybody. I let it go, but I just I won't go back. Um, another one that I walked away from. I actually used to clean for my church in Fitzgerald. I did that for about six or seven months okay but that became too much because it was one person low-key cleaning two entire buildings and one of the buildings was a gymnasium that had like a um second floor with classrooms and stuff in it and it just became too much and i walked away from that the one that i got fired from i actually was a um a p not a prn it's patient access something or another at the hospital in Tifton. And I was the one that, you know, when people had an appointment, they would come in and I would get them registered and stuff like that. Um, What they did, and it didn't fully make sense to me at the time, was they had one position open, but they hired two people. Okay. And they were like, we're giving you both, you're both full time, but we're giving you a 30 day trial period. And after the 30 days, then we'll decide who stays on. At the time, I was having transportation issues because me and my mom were sharing a car and she worked at night and I had to be to work at either eight or eight thirty. And she would get off just in enough time for me to get in the car and go to work. And there were some days where she would get off late. Um, Yeah, I think that's the only one that I got technically fired from. And what sucks is that they fired me on my birthday. I wasn't upset about that. Like I kind of felt like it was coming. What I was upset about was I had just went to the soda machine and got a Pepsi Aww. and I sat it down on my desk and the manager was like, Hey Robert, can we come, can we talk to you for a second? And they walked me upstairs and I left my Pepsi there. They walked Didn't me out the building. I couldn't go back and get it. <laughs> that is serious. You know, I think I, I see both sides of that situation. Um, as as a manager, I feel like, you know, if somebody's showing up every day late, regardless of the reason, I try to, I try to kind of work around stuff. You know, if I see that, so like in that instance, um, you be a brand new probably didn't help anything because no. they didn't care. But no, I was 19 at the time. Oh, yeah. So it was probably like, oh, he's just sleeping late every day. So, you know, um, like, there was like any type of like communication. Like, for sure. I, as a manager, I would be like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Like, they didn't. Why are, why is this an issue mm. for you? 
and how do we work around it? So like if at all possible, so as, a, as an example here, the sales team, no bueno. You mm-hmm. need to be in your seat in the meeting room to get the day started at 828, mm-hmm. not 830, <laughs> not 830 and a half, not 829 and a half. Like you need to be ready. Uh, if but I was like, on the sales floor, I would be in this building by right. like 815. But like morning. for you guys, I mean, if, if, you know, 830 is a problem and you need 835 or 845, <laughs> Like, let's just adjust your hours. Like, it's not like you have to be in that moment, like in that place at that time. So if there is a position where you there's a reason that this is the hours, there's a reason like you have to be here at this point. Um, obviously, that's a little different. But if it's something where like you can still get the job done between, you know, nine and five mm. instead of eight and four, like, let's just, yeah, adjust the hours so everybody's happy. And I think in the long run, for me, that's going to relieve a lot of stress because I'm not going to have to fight every day with mm-hmm. this person being late. I won't ever have to think about it. And then for that employee, it's going to mean a lot to have that conversation, have the adjustments made, and like they're going to be grateful that, mm-hmm. that you're kind of working with them. So I think that the communication thing there would have definitely helped that situation. Yeah, there was no communication. Yeah. I think they chose the other person because she actually lived in town. Okay. I had to drive like 20 or 30 minutes to get yeah. there. So that was another strike against me. Yeah. And I used to tell people, yeah, I just didn't, they just didn't choose me. No, they let me go. Right. Which I'm, I'm okay with. I've accepted it. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, I think I, it's also important as an employee that you like recognize where you're at in your career. So mm-hmm. like as a 19, 20 year old kid, you need to know nobody's taking you seriously. I yet. Didn't so be like, there. Yeah. You have to go above and beyond at that point if you want something to kind of prove your worth. Uh, I think as you get older, like that kind of changes a little bit. You're taken more seriously because you have a lot of experience. You understand the game a little bit more. Um, so it's super important to know know where you're at and and what where you're going to mm-hmm. so that you can let people go and keep people there appropriately yeah and and looking back at it like in the long run i'm kind of glad mm-hmm. that i didn't stay there long because that was around the time i also had like my first bout first and only bout with depression and okay. that was not fun yeah. and what it was was you know people coming in sick and it's like I see, I saw every aspect of it Mm -hmm. and I'm the type of person when I see someone sick or someone feel bad, like it affects me because I did a sympathy thing, I guess. And I've seen like kids come in with like incurable things and it just started to get to me and like weigh me down. And I knew that even if they did choose me for that position, I probably wasn't going to be there very long. Mentally, I was not in the mindset to handle it but i think that's the only job i got technically fired from the other one was a seasonal job and it just the season ended yeah um seth have you ever been let go i haven't have you walked away from anything i guess i technically walked away from pizza hut like it was only a summer job i saw it as a summer job and like i didn't work i didn't like working with food anyway like (laughs) And then I had a truck at the time, so like even though I was getting tips, it wasn't 
Just in a line. Never, never doing it again. <laughs> so, like with your wedding video and photography stuff, like you often hire, you know, as, I guess you could say assistants or what you call like second shooters and stuff mm-hmm. for different things. Has there ever been a moment where it just wasn't working out and like you had to let someone go? Well, and be like, hey, I just started hiring second you. shooters like last month, very first time hiring a second shooter. So not yet. Okay, so I think that when you make good hiring decisions, it eliminates a bunch of firing decisions from having to be made. So as time progresses at AAT, I've found that the better I get at hiring, the less I even have to deal with letting anybody go. Um so I think, you know, our previous podcast where we talked about making the right decisions, putting the right people in the right places is um, a super important one so that you don't really have to deal with this topic mm-hmm. that much. So, you know, when you're just trying to fill a position and put, you know, anybody in there just to have somebody there, you're going to constantly have turnover. Um, mm-hmm. So when you're a little bit more... Um, picky about who you're putting in there and you're actually looking for the right person to go in that position and you're not ignoring red flags that clearly show up mm-hmm. in the very beginning um you you can kind of mold that person to be exactly what they need to over time instead of having to say okay this is just not working out so what advice do you have for someone that has to let someone go but they might be afraid to or, you know, just hesitant about it. Do it. Just do it. Just just have the meeting. Um, plan your work. Work your plan. So figure out exactly why you're letting them go. So with a lot of a lot of times that I've had to, to fire somebody in the past, there has been multiple reasons. And I'm just like, they're doing this and that and this and that. And you can't come into that meeting with all of those things. So you have to calm down and pick a reason, like pick the most logical um, reason that has the most examples so that you're not having to explain yourself. You're not having to bring up all of these things and overcome objections from that person. Um, You want to be as clear as possible. So plan all of that out. Make it short, sweet, and to the point. It's super important to not over-explain yourself. It's super important to not beat around the bush. So be direct and just say, hey, this is what is happening. We've talked about it in the past. This is what I need to be happening. I'm super sorry. This is not going to work out. Thank you for everything you've done for us. Go get your things. So, like, (laughs) you don't want to make it a conversation where they're like, but, 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 or because they will change your mind. If you entertain any of that, they'll change your mind. So just go into it with the bullet points on a piece of paper if you have to and just say what you got to say and firmly be finished with it and just get it over with. Because I promise, promise, promise on the other side of that meeting, which is tough and it feels like you know, you can't do it or whatever. On the other side of that, you'll be more productive Mm -hmm. because you're getting the obstacle out of the way. I will also say if you're uncomfortable saying the words you're fired to somebody, I have like the perfect thing. Okay. There's this person I follow on TikTok. 
their uh, TikTok handle is called Mainly Manny, and they have this character, Boston CEO. Yeah. And she never says, oh, you're fired. She'll walk up to somebody and be like, young man, your bills have been affected. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you say it? Do you say you're fired or what do you say? No, I've never said you're fired. I'll say I'm going to have to let you go. Mm-hmm. So like there's been situations where you know, somebody just clearly messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, with the sales team, we have a phone time policy. If you don't adhere to it, there's, like, consequences. So, there's literally written warnings, suspended for one day, suspended for three days. So, there's a whole, you know, system. Once you start getting down that system, like, you know what's fixing to yeah. happen. So, mm-hmm. I just say, hey, this is what just happened again. Because of this policy, I'm going to have to let you go. So, it's super important to have policies, in your business so if there is behavior that you see you keep going back to with different people make a policy that is clear hey this is this is what you're doing wrong if you do this this is what's going to happen if it keeps happening you're going to get fired and when you have those policies in place it makes it so easy to just be like you messed up and now you got to go because they know what's happening so you don't have to like you know feel bad about it they, it's on them yeah your bills have been affected yeah, I'm taking that with me. Like, that's one of my affected. favorite sayings. Seth, Say your, it one more time. Your, bills, your affected. bills have been affected. That means you are no longer capable of paying your bills at this job. Your oh. bills have been affected. <laughs> Welcome to the party, Seth. Oh, man. Yeah, I feel like that's, a, that's not harsh, but it's like... No, it's, it's savage. I would yeah, never yes. say that. I would say it. Your bills yeah. have been affected. If you need help calling your utility folks and explaining, you know, getting getting an extension, I'd have the numbers lined up already. Call these people. Yeah. Make, sure Whoa, you land, make sure your landlord knows that your bills have Whoa. been affected. That's savage. It is. I, I feel so like that's a, that's, a, that's a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, I don't know. <laughs> that affected yeah. Seth. Yeah, you're no longer capable of paying your bills. I'm <laughs> sorry. No I, feel like, I feel like, I don't know. That's not, that is savage. That you is know, savage. That's a, it's a little, it's a little bit on the harsh side. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know, we I don't do like, that here. I feel like I'd rather someone come up to me and be like, hey, you're fired. Not, oh, yeah, your bills have been affected. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> Just walk up to you. Yeah, you can't pay your rent this month. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think the term, think the term fired is very harsh in itself because. Like, where did that term even come from? Fired? Like, we just blew up your job, you know? I think mean, just, like, letting somebody go, hey, this isn't working out. You know, I have to let you walk out the door now. Yeah. Like, I think that's a little bit, you know, softens the blow a little bit. And then imagine, like, the walk of shame, having to, like, get your stuff and then leave. Have you ever been escorted out of a building before? No. It's very awkward. Yeah. I, I think that, like, I get the reason, like, for security purposes, especially in a large corporation, like, I get having to be escorted out of the building. But I think that, like, here, you know, we're, we're like, a, a smaller office. We have, like, 15 employees. Um, We're kind of a tight-knit group. If I have to let somebody go, I don't do it during the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Ever. So, we're either doing that at the beginning, like, when you hit the door, hey, come in here. I need to talk to you real quick. Or I'm waiting till like right before lunch or, 
you know, maybe I call the meeting during lunch and say, hey, can you hang back a minute? Or, you know, at the end of the day so that it's not awkward for everybody. Um, I think that that's embarrassing. Like, I don't want to. It's already bad enough in that moment. Like, I know that this is affecting that person's personal life. So they're going to be concerned about their bills. They're going to be concerned about all of these things. And I'm not going to make that worse than it has to be. So I think that, you know, if you do have to let somebody go, make sure you're not doing it to like embarrass them or, you know, make it awkward so that when you do have that meeting, they can discreetly get their things. They can discreetly make it out the door without all of these questions or like all these eyes on them. Because that walk of shame is hard enough. Yeah, at least at the hospital in Tifton, they could have at least escorted me back to my desk so I could get the Pepsi that I just paid Jesus, for. Pepsi. <laughs> I was mad about that. Like I wasn't mad You're that they let me go. You're still mad about that. I can tell. I was. <laughs> I am. They owe me. Robert, you were 19. Let the Pepsi go. That is true. I'm that on was to Dr. Like... Pepper now. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> that was a third of your life ago. <laughs> yeah. You should let it go. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, just to wrap up this episode, my takeaway from it is, you know, sometimes you do have to make that difficult decision to let somebody go. But you also have to keep in mind that it's for the greater good. Yes. It's for the benefit of the company. It's for even possibly the benefit of the other employees, mental health, Mm -hmm. their production, because you could just have that one apple that's spoiling the whole bunch. Yes. And it's better to let them go rather than, you know, just. I don't want to say let them spoil the whole bunch because I don't really like that saying, but it's better yeah. to let them go rather than sit and like try to force it to work out right. because it never does. Never. Seth, what's your, what's your takeaway? My biggest takeaway was, you know, take your emotions out of it, you know, evaluate what's going on, communicate it. And if the problem isn't fixed and at a point you got to let them go, you know. So, yeah. Chrissy, have you ever been let go from a job? No. <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, so, y'all know I don't really have a, a long working history with other companies. Um, most of my career has been here. So, um, when I was in high school, I, you know, tutored and did babysitting and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, it, the season just ended for those mm. things. Um And then right out of school, I got started in this business. I had two jobs prior to opening this up. I chose to leave both of them. Um, So fortunately, I have never been let go. However, I think that um, anybody who has been let go, first off, don't be ashamed of that Mm -mm. because it just happens. It's a business decision. And sometimes in business, things just don't work out and have to go in a different direction. Um, But take it as a learning experience instead Mm -hmm. of getting emotional about it. um, Just say, hey, this is why that happened. And then try to avoid that in the future. Yeah, Um, I think, you know, depending on what you did, maybe you should be a little bit ashamed, (laughs) depending on why you got fired. That's true. Well, our listeners are not, you know, ratchet people. Our listeners are are career minded people who want to be bosses. So uh, I'd like to think that nobody listening, you know went crazy on anybody don't get fired for throwing a chair at somebody right yeah (laughs) yeah i think you know my biggest takeaway from this is um you know sometimes you do have to let people go and i think that if anything if you're not in a situation where you are letting somebody go in business you must also apply these rules to life Mm -hmm. so if you have somebody who's a friend and it could even be a family member 
who just gets in the way of your peace and their toxic behavior gets in the way of you progressing or starts pulling you backwards. If they're pumping the brakes or pulling you backwards, they got to go no matter where it's at. And I think that is an awesome spot to end the episode. So thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We are everywhere. Just search Advanced Auto Transfers and also follow us on YouTube. Same thing. And also AATTV where we have This Is The Deal. We have different segments up there. We have our, you know, behind the scenes office shenanigans. If you've missed it, there's a video up there where Seth took some photos and gave it to AI and it turned into it's turned into something completely different. Um, also, we want to hear from you guys. It it was a mess. If you haven't seen that video, go look at it. We want to hear from you guys. Be sure to email us at podcast at AAT dot team. We want to let you uh, ask us questions, you know, send us your comments. We want to have an episode where we literally, you know, just give advice and answer you guys' business questions and even our personal questions that you might have for us. Um, is there anything else? Did I miss anything? Oh, yeah. Visit us at autotransfers.com. I feel like I'm missing something. We yeah, got the social the media, the website. Yeah, I think so. Did you throw in the, like, ask us questions? Yes, I literally just okay. did that. Okay. <laughs> literally just did that. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, I am Robert Carden Jr., I'm Chrissy Brinson. I'm Seth Sheely. And this was How to Be a Boss. <laughs> we'll check you guys out. Check us out next week. <laughs> Every week I do that. Check us out next week. Good job, Robert.